Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new episode of Flesh Wound Farce, where we review and discuss your and our favorite comedy films. This is the world's first and only combination trivia host and professional wrestling announcer of Chilean descent that currently resides in Southern California, Ozzy V. And with me, as always, on this program, first in the Northern California Bay Area, world's famous juggler, Greg Larson. How you doing, Greg? Thanks. Great, man. Uh, let me just tell you, uh, I'm sorry to hijack this moment real quick. Uh, Are you going to say, just... like, it's a late April Fool's? You're going to say you're expecting to be like, <laughs> April Fool's 2024. Who who would do that? Like, that is not something to joke about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I have watched one of the most hilarious shows, and it's a public service announcement for me to share it, uh, because we reviewed the series of History of the World. And it was good. But this show is history and humor. And I've not laughed this hard in a long time. Kunk on Earth. It's on Netflix. Check it out. It's hilarious. It's dry British humor with like history to it. And I can't recommend it enough. But I just had to get that out there since this is a comedy show. Uh, but how are you doing, Ozzy? I'm well. And I I will have some news to share in case uh, some aren't aware. More on that in due time. Also with us, Flesh Room producer Todd. Todd, how are you? Uh, See, I was waiting for Greg to announce he's no longer sporting jerseys because I'm like really thrown off right now. Wow. (laughs) That that would be something. I did just order a Mario jersey, so (laughs) we're good. We're good. (laughs) Did you figure out what last name you put on it as the... I did I, I, Pratt? I did not go with Pratt. Um, I, I haven't quite figured it out. I talked to them. They said, oh, you can figure it out. You got a little time. So I'm still debating between Hoskins um, and just Mario. I think I think. Well, then you got to go Mario Mario for the original film. <laughs> See, that's that's what you you know, if it's Hoskins or Mario, you're that's what that's the area you're referencing. Unless you want to do just Miyamoto. Was creator right. of it is one very option. fair, very fair. Yeah, I mean, we could even do Lou if we really want to, but uh, Albano, uh, yeah, yeah, mm, that's, fair. Ooh, that's so. a good one. Fair, all right, ladies and gentlemen. This week we are reviewing and discussing the Stone Age, but there is one uh slight kind of detour I want to take that actually just came to mind. We are filming this today on April 9th. Last week, I had the uh, the pleasure of attending WrestleMania. And there was a moment I'm not going to get into too much detail. It was, I mean, it was fun to be there. I get it. For me, it's like a nightmare. I don't even want to imagine. So there was a moment I I had had a double Tito's and tonic. It was fantastic. There's a point when we went to go up to get food. Right. And they had a station with food where you could either get these pork tacos, uh, chicken sandwich, or a hot dog. Right. And everybody's waiting for these pork tacos or these chicken sandwiches. And there's a dude who's at the hot dog station, like in this table is at the far end, the hot dogs. And he says, no lines for hot dogs, but I could barely hear him. And I'm right there. So I've had a little bit to drink and I just turn to the back of the line. Hey, no line for hot dogs. (laughs) And I was with my friend's wife in line for the food and she's trying not to laugh and i'm like <laughs> i helped them out and like i look at the dude like 
do you want to yell or are you okay with me yelling? And they're like, no, no, it's okay, right? Here's the kicker. And this is where it totally ends up like a TV show. By the time I get my tacos and they get to the point to pay, there was a dude who heard me at the back who came up and got like three hot dogs. There we and go. And he kind of like cut in me to pay before. And it's like, I told you there was no line. You wouldn't even let me go in front of you to pay. Dude. <laughs> so that was the story I had to share. Quick Moving question on, on that. Yes. Is a pork taco or is a hot dog also a pork taco in a way? Uh, I don't want to get into that discussion because <laughs> hot dogs are disgusting and I disgusting and I don't want to associate them with tacos. You have enjoyed a Casper dog, sir. Okay, listen, if I have to go to one city out of everywhere to enjoy an item, it's I think it's safe to say it's not generally enjoyable. For sure. That's how I am with guacamole. Have to go to a place in Mexico that makes amazing guac. <laughs> okay. All right. We I'm not I'm not gonna fall into that trap. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This week we are reviewing and discussing the Stoned Age in celebration of April 20th. This Thursday it was released on February 11th, 1994, with a runtime of 90 minutes, rated R. Todd, do you have a trailer available? I do. Every Saturday night, all they do is the same old thing. So you got a plan tonight or what? I got a radically hellacious plan. Fit the jack just to take the edge off. Get those chicks all horn dogged out. What chicks? Hanging with the buds. Check it out, man. Stack, stack, Meister. Hang a loogie on it. <laughs> hey, man, I got the chicks! Searching for a party. What's the ratio here, man? It's like 35-3 out here. Staying out of trouble. Are you going to boogie with the foxes tonight? Yeah, you want to get these chicks in the mood? Shake it, man. I need some ID. Looking for some chicks. Let's party. But tonight, they're about to face their greatest challenge. Gorge my shorts. Man, we got checks! <laughs> yeah, that's better not be here when he gets back. Are those, um, real poopy shells? Let's go. No, she ain't even naked. Gosh, damn, you kicked his ass. They're like a pack of wild dogs. They're probably out there right now playing in the ice tray. Don't be so paranoid. They're not that lame. <laughs> The hell are you doing with my daughter? Man, these are our chicks. You come here, you think the chick's gonna go for it because you got some Ox 45? These are talls, man. The Stone Age. Hey, so where's your friend? What? You just wanna take a number? She's hot for me, man. Yeah, then you woke up. Uh. That was The Stoned Age again, released on February 11th, 1994, with a runtime of 90 minutes. Rated R, written by James Malconian and Rich Wilkes, directed by James Malconian, starring Michael Coppolo and Bradford Tatum. And that was also China Katner. 
what I found really interesting initial thoughts. I'd never heard of this movie. Uh, Todd had suggested it because we were looking for a film to review for the holiday, for lack of a better term. <laughs> and this was one Todd had suggested. So, Todd, initial thoughts on The Stone Age? Um, it's one I hadn't actually watched in quite a few years, probably since the 90s, maybe one other time. Um, I remember liking it. I remember the, the talls. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I saw the good time from it. It came out at the same time as Days to Confuse, which obviously overshadowed it. And this is a lower budget flick. But, um, it, yeah, it's a 70, or it's a 90s film set in the 70s, which was a thing for a minute. Um, but I think it's just a good time. I'm Greg? actually surprised you didn't pull out, you know, an ox tall can. <laughs> well, oddly enough, <laughs> no. I, I could see him like it. It's I, not even opened. Right. I'm on um, the hunt. Yeah, this same thing uh, as Ozzy. Like, I, I hadn't heard of this. Um, and this film actually had a moment for me in which I had to start the film over again at one point because I needed to find out some very important information restarting because there's an opening line that says honor, glory and fine chicks. And then a few moments in you hear the word chicks quite a lot. And so I tallied how many times the word <laughs> chicks was said in this film. And the first 15 minutes of this film has an abundance of chicks at an approximate 2.3 mentions of chicks per minute. Uh, so you had 35 uh, mentions of chicks. And throughout the whole movie, it then tapers down. You finish off with only 61. But that 15 minutes was very chick heavy. Uh, well, yeah, because once once they're there, they were referring, referring to them as dude or man. Right, right. So we're referring to them as, hey, you chick. Right. <laughs> but... Uh, so yeah, I, I was worried about this at first. Mm -hmm. I saw the trailer, was was worried, however, it what I did appreciate was just a it didn't mess up a simple like formula of a just a story where mm -hmm. it opens up with this hitchhiker and I just laughed with the dude yelling at a truck and a dude <laughs> stopping and apologizing. <laughs> you're lucky you picked me up. So okay, you're you're starting off pretty good, pretty strong there. But I appreciated that it had this kind of prologue and it had a story set up and then you saw the, the title and the opening credits and all that. So I, I was very simple, so it's easy to get into. It's almost like they knew what people were expecting after seeing the trailer. So it's like, OK, don't worry. You know, there's some funny. Just stick with it. What I actually yeah. find interesting is, I mean, this came out in 94, so Beavis and Butthead was still fairly new, but it. It this that opening could have because you had a like an opening monologue as well written by a voice or uh, performed by a voiceover and that could have been said at the beginning of a Beavis and Butthead episode. Mm -hmm. It it felt like that same kind of deal. So once you knew you were in a ride that you're hanging out with a pair of antiheroes the rest of the night, it's a lot easier to go to digest, so to speak. <clears throat> One thing that I found amusing is hearing one of their conversations because they mentioned they were driving around. I can't, I can't, actually can't recall if it's listed or they mentioned that they were driving around in Torrance, right? Mm, so they yeah. just got, okay, so this is taking place in the South Bay area. And then they, when they find the 
three girls to find out what's going on. And then they say PV. I'm thinking like, are they talking about? Oh, and yeah. like, oh you don't want to hang out with those rich Palo Verde's kids. Like <laughs> that just made me pop. Yeah, it was face. a local movie. So I, I get That's that, the that. thing. That's the thing yeah. I did want to say. If you are from the South Bay area, I highly recommend it. And Greg, uh, I, I know that you're going to have to back me up on this. The guy wearing the sweatshirt, which I found hilarious. There's a fat guy wearing a no fat chicks hoodie. He's and he's got curly hair with a backwards hat. Is that the one who looked like Disco Inferno? There's one dude I couldn't stop. Looked exactly like Disco Inferno. What's I believe that? so. But I I mean, to Greg, I just had a hard time not seeing our former roommate every time I, yeah. I saw him pop up on the screen. He looked yeah, exactly. And the close. fact that. The fact that our roommate is also from Torrance also mm, right. that was an added bonus there. Uh, so, Greg, I don't know if that automatically hit you. You know, like, it, just add it, the beard, right? Right. I think that's what it was. It's definitely missing the beard. So, <laughs> um, yes. But now that you say it, I'm never going to watch this film the same. So, yeah. <laughs> so, getting into the favorite moments, I for me, it kind of felt like. I know we talk about a lot of movies being front loaded with all the funny moments, but this kind of felt like the middle where it kind of had most of the story advance. And then it was kind of at the beginning and the ending where you found its funniest moments for me, it was towards the end, but that could have been just because a lot of stuff were building, building up to that moment in particular. Uh, but Todd, how about a favorite moment? All right. Well, I, I... That was not really a moment, so I'll just do this one. Um, I love the payoff for the drink and the piss cubes. <laughs> yes. I, I, yes. Yeah. You knew that was going to happen. Well, and even, even the setup to continue with that, where there's a moment where the guy gets beat up, and she goes, do you want some ice for that? And he's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> just as a reminder to the audience, hey, it's still there. Don't right, forget. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Would that serve as your favorite move, moment of the film? <sighs> That's, I mean, it's definitely up there. Um, I think I just got a nice chuckle to, like I've said before, sometimes the way a movie kind of is early on and sets up for what the humor is going to be, um, I really appreciate. And there's a moment where they bring up uh, the schnapps bottle and they're like, we got the schnapps and he like, Flicks it and there's a super cheesy ding to it. And I was like, okay, we're in for some ridiculousness. This is great. So, like, I really appreciate setting the tone with that moment. For me personally, I I mean, <clears throat> this isn't really giving much away, but towards the beginning, a scene plays Don't Fear the Reaper, and mm -hmm. one character calls it a pussy song, and the other argues, No, it's not. And then at the end of the film, the other person who's in the passenger seat is now driving. The song is on the radio and there's not even a word exchanged, but the guy who was driving the beginning, who's now in the passenger seat, just looks over the driver, looks at him almost like don't. And then he just kind of backs down. And I, I love the nonverbal, like, you know, that you got to work for to get that to happen. And right. it, it hit pretty hard, especially since it was set up at the beginning. Uh, I um, do feel that, at its time, it probably hit a lot harder, obviously. we've, uh, And I think it's, it's really reminded me of a variation of Superbad. Let's see that. Yeah. 
where it's like, okay, we well, got to get this. I think you got it backwards. Well, I mean, sure. I, I Oh, you're the I first one to call that out, Ozzy. No, stop it. I what I meant, I guess what I what I meaning to say is I can easily see Super Bad being influenced by this movie. Yeah, it's a very, you know, easy template that's been used quite a few times and it mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. So, nothing new in this, I I don't think. But the ride is worth it, and it, it, it is fun. I will say the one other moment that like just made me lose it, but I wouldn't call it the funniest bit. It just I don't know, maybe it is when they hit the pothole and no one's wearing seatbelts like you would in '74. Right, they all right. hit the top. <laughs> I yeah. There was there was also uh, a moment that I was simultaneously disgusted by and laughed at. Um, because there's a there's an intimate moment in which uh, one of the girls takes off her bikini and her lower half she then takes and throws off and it lands on a squeaky penguin and it makes a noise. Now, the noise, funny. Wondering why those are so heavy, disturbing, <laughs> that it would actually create the noise. So a mixed bag there. <laughs> well, don't you know, Greg, it's the iron bikini. It's, it's Kevlar, actually. Ah, Bulletproof, gotcha. <laughs> just in case anybody, you know. Uh, so, well, it wasn't a huge laugh out loud moment for me continuously. I was still entertained enough and wanted to see where the story goes. Mm-hmm. Wasn't bad, but wasn't the best. I'd put it at a three. I think that's fair. Um, one of the things that kind of got me was the the guy who was supposed to be the big bad guy you know the the guy who was angry because he don't take his chicks just looked like an angry paul rudd to me so <laughs> it was a little weird uh for me at the moment um that's and actually also... where paul rudd drew inspiration for <laughs> right right so um it was enjoyable like you said not great also shout out the nicknames for the police officer fantastic those bits were were awesome as well yeah so it did have a few great chuckles was it amazing no was it happy to go through it yes so uh, i'm with you on a three todd um i'm a little higher i have nostalgia (laughs) i bet you are (laughs) but i'm i'm a four point twenty but uh also you we got to mention he was in the trailer taylor neat Negron. Negron, yeah. Yeah. Always great to see him, RIP. So this, as of April 9th, is available to stream on Roku with ads, Voodoo with ads, Tubi, Pluto, and Freebie as well, uh, with ads, of course, available for rent or purchase digitally. I don't think you're going to find a, if you find this on DVD, chances are it's going to be in a uh, in a bargain bin. With, it's it's yeah, long out of print. You're gonna probably have to drop a few dollars. Like two? No. Well, this is what it, when something goes out of print, and you can no longer buy it. I I the understand. Price increase. I, I understand, but I'm actually it, looking up what the price is going for now. Okay. That's why I lost well, well, skeleton selling for like seventy. Oh, can we not? Right Let's not. Okay. <laughs> I actually, the wanted second to bring one up goes some good news. I wanted to bring up some good news. Oh no, you can get it for a nice ten dollars. A nice so it looks $10. like it's it's back in so, print so. If you have any mean $10, keep those in your wallet. If you have any Alexander <laughs> Hamilton's that yell at you, make fun of you, you use those insult for you, save those. You, but if you have the ha- Hamilton's that rap, you're good. Those are the ones that are worth more. 
as long as it's not a Dan Aykroyd or a Tom Hanks. Right. Right. So a nice $10 available. Uh, Now a bit of good news that I did want to share. I did mention earlier that the beginning of this opening uh, narration could have served for Beavis and Mudhead. One of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up is because this Thursday on April 20th, new episodes of Beavis and Butthead are hitting Paramount Plus. So definitely a, a reason to celebrate. And I'll tell you this, if uh, you can handle even more stupid at night, I'll be hosting trivia that night at the Honey Pot Meadery beginning at 730. This Thursday, April 20th. And no, I'm not getting any holiday pay. So it is what it is. So I actually I have a question for you guys before we end out for this episode. Has there uh, ever been a moment when you have been, as a teenager, caught by the police and lied to them about something? Yes. Yes. Do you feel I comfortable actually... sharing your story? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, I was driving down to Disneyland and uh, while I was living in Northern California at the time, um, I was actually in Anaheim and uh, my tags were expired and registration tags. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. Um, and so they pulled me over and, um, you know, he's writing me up and I was like, ah, oh, crap, crap. I've got a bong in here and quite a bit of pot. Um and so I'm like, what do I do? And I was and he comes by and I'm like, I start the sob story. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, my mom's going to kill me. I should have registered my car. I apologize. Like, and I'm like, I know you're just doing your job, just trying to be like, I understand you're doing your thing, but I'm freaking out because my parents are going to kill me. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to have to say, just go get someone else to drive your car. Do you have someone who could pick up your car? Yes, of course, sir. And he goes, wait a second. Is, do you have any pot on you? I was like, oh, no. Like, I would never. <laughs> like, sorry, that's. But thank you. Uh, like, I. You got I me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, sorry, sir. Um, that's it's not my cup of tea. And he's like, OK, because um, I think he, he smelled something. But I was by an apartment complex or a hotel area in a, a not great part of Anaheim. So I think it helped my case and uh yeah he was like well just get someone to pick you up and i was like yes sir i will and that was that and he let me go i got a question yeah the uh expiration uh or the registration yeah well what was it at the time and when did it expire it had probably been like two months expired oh okay yeah it's because well there's actually a law in california and you know little bonus tip that you have up until the first of the month of so you should have like at least five weeks or something like that to, yeah. so like my it's like my expires like july 13th or whatever yeah. i'd have up until september 1st to get it renewed so if it was two months afterward yeah that's after the yeah yeah no it was definitely well expired yeah but i didn't save well and i spent my money going to disneyland instead of you know paying my tax and Fair you enough. know, buying pot. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> and this was decade, like probably fifteen years ago at this point. Yes, um, yeah, it was. It was, yeah. God, that's horrible to think of. Yeah, it was probably like 15, 16 years ago. Todd, I'm, I'm trying to think of one I could tell. 
That's like not too bad. Like lying to them, running from them. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> I don't know. Any right. fun? Like any like I'm trying to think of any fun ones. I mean, my Disneyland one's fun, but it's not cops, it's Disney security. <laughs> Let's go for it. I think I might have told it before, but yes. When when I I, when, I I've told my getting caught drinking alcohol one. I've you have? Have I not? Okay, then that's a good one. It's a little off, but okay, so yes, we were all at Disneyland for the fun, you know, back in those days. You could they had the hand stamps, that's the whole thing. But so we were all gonna go to Disneyland. All ready to go. We're in the parking lot. Some asshole might have got out of the car and took one last drink of his alcoholic beverage before. And then all of the Disney Secret Service swoops in. Mm. Like, okay, this is 1993. It was three days before my 18th birthday. So, of course, yes. And again, 90s, I have my marijuana leaf tat. So, (laughs) yeah. And like bottles of Mad Dog and Old English in the car, but okay. So here's the funny part: Were they talls? No, they were not. I was a forty guy. <laughs> um, my buddy, and I won't say his name, was standing across from me. At this time, I wasn't a big, you know, pot smoker. Every once in a while, I'd smoke it. I never bought it. Whoever had it, I'd smoke it. But my buddy had it and had a nice sack on him. So I'm sitting in oh. the Disney, sw- the Disney security. Van. <laughs> yeah, I hear it now. <laughs> a Phrasing. nice sack. A nice sack. You had a friend with a nice sack. We get it. <laughs> I, I could have said a fat sack and it would have been just as bad. And. Um... Okay. Yeah. You Disney threw me off. Of so yeah. I was sitting in the van. Like, cause they already, they already threw me up in that thing. Cause. And then I'm sitting there and I'm watching the I'm watching my buddy and, and they're like doing the searching and he puts his arms up and I just watch out, out of his shorts like the bag of <laughs> the bag of weed like hit the ground. I'm just sitting there like, oh man. And then then they come back to me and they're trying to tell me it's mine because of my hats. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it fall out of his pants. <laughs> yeah, well, you're advertising it, so you gotta be the one that is. Okay. And yeah, then they took us back to the Disney jail because I, I kept telling them I was 18. I just couldn't. I just left my wallet at home. But I was three days from 17. So and my mom was out of town. So they uh, threw me in that Disney jail with Goofy on the bars. Uh, so 4th of July, there is a beach we were all at. And there's an area next around the beach. And I was with uh Another kid that was at else at the beach as well, and we had these water balloons, right? And we found this place that had this giant hedge, the sidewalk and the other. So we were like launching water balloons over the hedge onto people on the sidewalk, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, a cop shows up. The other kid, literally, like friggin' like Barry Allen, like the Flash, bolts out of there. <laughs> he was just gone. I had no idea what happened. And he's like, hey, uh, you got any water balloons? I, I don't see any here. I, I think I like lost something here, like my keys or something. I didn't say my keys. I think I just said I was looking for something. He's like, all right, well, hope you're not throwing water balloons over the hedge. Like, no, I wouldn't do that. 
<laughs> so I had like a kinship with he's like, no officer, we would never do that. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. all been there. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the stoned age. Again, I mentioned you can also check out justwatch.com for updated ways to catch this movie. And we'll be back next week with a new episode. And of course, don't forget about this Thursday new episode of or season rather of Beavis and Butthead on Paramount Plus. Not something we're going to be reviewing, but just as a public service announcement to check out. And new so, Broken Lizard movie, right? I, which we will be talking about after because I just thought of that. All righty then. Stay tuned for some more information on that, but we'll be back next week at the new episode for Flesh Wound Farce. And that is world famous juggler Greg Larson and Flesh Wound producer Todd. And I'm on ZV and we'll see you next week right here on Flesh Wound Farce. <laughs>